Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago sports. Chicago sports is the score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. at first. Cabrera on the ground. And this one kicks away from Sosa to Harrison. It's a pinball machine for the final out. Had him all the way, 31. Well, sometimes you get lucky. Lenin Sosa almost booted that one to first base. But credit Josh Harrison to have the awareness to go and make this play. Yeah, okay, there you go. White Sox going to challenge Manchester United since they can't catch Cleveland. And we're, we're at that point. <clears throat> Three and a half games. Any team, anybody who thinks this team can catch Cleveland is crazy. That's what Chairman Reinsdorf said in 97, 25 years ago, to justify the white flag trade. And that's kind of the way it seems now. That was uh, Jason Benetti, Steve Stone, NBC Sports Chicago. Final call of last night's White Sox win. The Sox needed six no-hit innings at home from Michael Kopech just to not trail the worst team in the worst division. They managed to win, and again, three and a half games behind the Guardians. I just, that every time they're three and a half games behind them this late in the season, I think of the white flag trade. And that is just, it's too perfect now. Andrew Vaughn remained among the leaders in RBIs in the seventh inning or later. Ronaldo Lopez, look at that. He played Joe Kelly. Kendall Graveman and Liam Hendricks played Kendall Graveman and Liam Hendricks. Here's something. Uh, Jay Kuda, who does terrific work. And th- this, this tweet from last night reveals or exposes or indicts the usual and proper suspects. What Jake Huda tweeted was, most games this season holding opponents to two or fewer runs. Again, the Sox won two to nothing. Astros, 51 times. They're 47 and four in that. The Dodgers have done it 49 times. Yankees, 46. White Sox, 44. Padres, 42. Mets, 42. So that was the the major league leaders, most games holding opponents to two or fewer runs. Astros, Dodgers, Yankees, White Sox, Padres, Mets. 
and what you what you determine is the Sox hitters can't hit, or don't hit, or won't hit. They're just they they fail. They and it's it's remarkable the level to which some of these guys have failed this year. Jay Cooter tweeted, tweeted something else out about six AL players have been to the have had the bases loaded. Now I got to get it right. I don't want to embarrass Jay with me being an idiot. And it it speaks to the important player. This is the yikes. This is a yikes babe tweet. There are six players in the AL with at least eight bases loaded appearances and zero hits. You're up eight times with the bases loaded. You failed to hit. Of those six players, two of them are Jose Abreu and Yoan Moncada. Oh, my God. So today, you got Lucas Giolito. He's facing Matt Manning. And here's something which might be game-breaking. This might be a game, are you sitting down, in which your Osmani Grandal doesn't stink. Against Manning, he hits 400 lifetime, and he has a home run, an actual home run. Yes, that Yasmani Grandal. Now, it's only five at-bats, but with Grandal, right now, you'll take whatever you can get. Maybe he won't suck the ever-love and hope out of a lineup that has pretty much sucked worse than any of the majors, given the expectations. Aloy Jimenez has good numbers against him, too. He's OPSing 928 in five games against him. See? Now, now, what is your... Do you think Eloy Jimenez will make it out of the batter, batter's box? Will he get hurt in the batter's box? God, or I hope Between not. home and first? Or running... Is he going to run through first? Are they going to hustle? What do you think, Sean Sears? Ooh, leisurely pace to first feels like the, the, the vibe leisurely the White Sox pace. have given off the last few weeks, huh? Yeah. Del Webb, Sun City. Giolito has not gone longer than five innings since July 13th. God, that's a month ago. But with the All-Star break. So it's four starts. The good news is his his ERA in August, 2.70, which damn sight better than 491 that he's carrying for the season. Bad news is, of course, he's relying on the Sox lineup and the Sox base runners and the Sox defense. And whatever passes for hustle these days in Sox land. You know, that really is a, a flashpoint of embarrassment. Hustle and fire and caring. Because it still resounds, at least with me. Johnny Cueto, after the White Sox 8-3 loss earlier this week, we can't get comfortable. We need to go out and play. Play hard, show what we can do. We need to fight. We need to show the fire that we have if we have any. Well, we just read it. The point of that clip is that this is another guy. This is Dallas Keuchel revisited. This is another guy who has a ring with another team, who knows what championship clubhouses, dressing rooms feel like, look like, sound like, what those rosters feel like, sound like, act like. And he's questioning it publicly. Remember when Dallas Keuchel did that in the, the, the pandemic year? Their socks were, I don't know, 15 games in, they sucked. And he talked about guys doing their job and focusing and concentrating. And 
okay, this is a guy who comes from, well, they cheated. Yes, the Astros cheated. They're dirty, rotten cheaters. They got, they got rings anyways. They got the piece of metal from Rob Manfred. But that made a difference when Keiko said it. Maybe Keiko's greatest performance, his version of being Jason Hayward. And now you got Johnny Cueto saying that too. This is winners assessing losers. That's what this looks like. And not that Sox are losers. These are guys who are underachievers, right? World Series or bust. Maybe Little League World Series because it doesn't look like the Major League World Series. These these White Sox have proven. I mean, here here's the example of here's here's the extent to which I have doubt, and which I think the Johnny Cueto might be looking at this as guys who who don't know how to win. Joey Ice, Joey Ice, my uh, frozen guy from Trader Joe's, and I are talking about. There was a year ago that Tim Anderson hit that home run in the Field of Dreams game, and it was Hollywood. It was all, it was all of that. It was a major motion picture. That game, that hit, that inning, that at bat, that was the highlight, the greatest, the only highlight since Mark Burley's perfect game in 2009. Because if you're going to tell me winning a division for a team that says it's built to win a World Series, and if you're going to tell me winning one playoff game under Ricky Renteria and Tony LeBevington, sorry, no. Tim Anderson is it. Tim Anderson's moment, me and Joey Ice connected, between Burley and Tim Anderson, and now still, that's it. And Johnny Cueto walks in questioning the fire. Now, here's the problem for the White Sox, much like you used to see with the Cubs, where if you were sizing up the Cubs, you would say for the longest time, the guy you wanted to see them fall behind, the guy who was their leader, was Kerry Wood. He looked the part, right? Six foot five, big tough Texan, threw a thousand miles an hour, Roger Clemens without the steroids, all that stuff. Pitchers can't do that. Pitchers can't be that guy. It has to be a regular player. It has to be a positional player. It has to be a guy in the lineup every day. That's just the way it is. And I, I can't imagine, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know Buster Posey well, but Buster Posey would be that guy. Johnny Cueto played with Buster Posey. And, and he knows what those guys, how those guys should be in the locker room. It's not, it's not Drake LaRoche as a leader for guys like, Adam Eaton and Chris Sale and all of that stuff. It is what position players do who are leaders and are winners and guys you want to listen to. And it may be that the best leader they have is one of the quietest guys, Jose Abreu, goes through a, a translator, and he is certainly a guy who leads by example, although now he sucks in August. He had his August in June and July. You may not get the... Jose August that you're expecting and the one you thought was going to lead the Sox past the Guardians and the Twins and then the playoffs and hope to get lucky. So it could happen. you got half a month left, but it's not hitting like it. And then on top of that, on top of Johnny Cueto saying what he said, then you get Tony LeBevington being surprised. He was surprised to hear Johnny Cueto 
question whether the Sox have the fight in them. It's just another thing to add that <clears throat> Johnny's, that Jerry's manager was supposed to avoid. You weren't supposed to have an issue with that. <clears throat> His fire, the team's fire, strategy, hustle, dugout control, some control. I mean, the Sox are, they suck defensively. They're worse than they were under Renteria. They suck on the bases, worse than they were under Ricky Renteria. They don't hustle and have been told not to in some cases. You know, Steve Stone phrase, hustle optional. That's the phrase that stuck. Should, should Jerry's manager really be presiding over a team where that's what is said or justified or excused? Well, Jerry's manager was trying to excuse it. Pre-game yesterday, talking about that. Quote, I thought last year we were not very good. I think this year... We went through this period where we had at least four guys with leg injuries that were good enough to play if we didn't push it. I know all of a sudden it gets magnified yesterday when Robert was thrown out of first base. I also see Robert in a position where he's taking care of his legs. That was a routine ball and it looks bad, looks really bad, but you see him on the bases when he's got a chance. It's hard to say he's not hustling. I watch him in the outfield running balls down. I don't think we're perfect, but I think we're doing well enough. Doing well enough. You're not doing well enough. It's a major source. It's a major embarrassment. It's a major flaw. And it has reached its own version of pandemic. And then there was some more gobbledygook from Jerry's manager. We're all in this together, right? The manager says you don't hustle, you don't play, right? But then the guys make personal decisions. Guys take it as a team that they can earn the hustle respect. What does that mean? When do they hustle? But there's always another thing you see, too. We've done this a number of times where we're making outs early, and all of a sudden we have a late rally like Thursday. First and second, nobody out. We got zero. Yaz hits a two-run homer, and we're rallying there. We had a chance, and Robert comes to bat as they go-ahead run. How'd that happen if they're lazy and not really into it? I've learned most of the time, this is Jerry's manager going on, and I, I did with this gobbledygook. I've learned most of the time, whatever you think, you start to explain it. Hey, he's making excuses. But if push comes to shove, I'll point out stuff like that. I mean, that was a real difficult loss. That was an aggravating loss. It was easy when they got those runs to say, hey, let's finish it off and catch a plane. They didn't do it, and we've done that a lot this year. So help me, Saturday suckageers, help me connect these dots. Is, the, is Jerry's manager saying when we, when we suck early, it's because we don't hustle, but when we rally against teams that we should never trail, it's because we're all revved up from not hustling early and pay no attention to the fact that we got so far behind a crappy Royals team that we couldn't come back? Do I have that right? I'll ask Mark Gonzalez. Mark Gonzalez has covered baseball. He's covered Tony LeBevington. He's watched this team. I, I, I don't know. It just sounds like a whole lot of gobbledygook. And it just doesn't look like a baseball team that knows or wants to do what it's doing. And by the way, if I were the Bears, you can go online and you can see these pictures of the acne-scarred Soldier Field. I never would have played. 
I remember a game where the field was such bad situation, they were putting kitty litter on it. And they almost didn't play. It, Trace Anderson was uh, tr- um, not Trace Anderson. Who was the guy? The guy who was the agent for the for Poles and Eberflus. Yeah, that's him. I knew it was an A. Trace Armstrong was the players' representative for the Bears, and he threatened not to play. And they, everybody was on the phone. This looks like that. This is awful. And Lori Lightweight thinks she's going to keep the Bears there when she allows this Elton John concert to tear up the park district like this. Like the Bears are really get this. Or maybe this is her way of saying, you want to leave? Here, play this. We're going to take your quarterback. I never would have taken the field if I were the Bears. I would have said, nope, it's not safe. We are not required to play on an unsafe field. There you go. That's how you negotiate. I'm Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage. We suck so Soldier Field doesn't have to, but dang, if the Park District and the city didn't beat us to it. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is high it is far it is gone stream minor league affiliates the midwest league home run leader Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Or in Odyssey Station. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. 
His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. That there is the greatest walk-up song in score radio history, and it belongs to my next guest, Mark Gonzalez. Gonzo, how are you today? I'm Deluxe. How are you? You is Deluxe. He is our my Deluxe guest joining us, joining me on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. So we played that because earlier this week, much was made of Edwin Diaz and his walkout song and gonzo texted me and said it's nothing compared to the autumn wind is a pirate that we just heard as gonzo declares his walk-up song so let's compare and contrast because i looked up what edwin diaz's walk-up song is so let's give it a listen gonzo here we go song called narco that's edwin diaz walkout music and it is done by a dutch group it is done by a dutch group called blaster jacks electro house music i love the trumpets and the collaborator on that song is timmy trumpet (laughs) that's edwin diaz walkout music so gonzo why don't you with all your biases, rate the walkout songs and your walk-up music. Because Diaz had that song in Seattle, and nobody was raving about it then. It goes back to the New York factor. You know, it's in New York, so it's going to be hyped up a little more. Nothing wrong with that song. I like it. But once it got to New York, then everybody fell in love with it. Nobody was hyping it when it was in Seattle. I, you're right. Case closed. Yeah, Case closed. Ball game. Don't give me this New York stuff. And, Bruce Fremming called third strike. <laughs> uh, one of the members, Tom Youngkin, was told the Athletic that the that softball right is not that the same. That's that's what they know about it. It reminded me of the Fratellis had no idea really the Blackhawks were playing hockey and doing what they did with Chelsea Dagger that with their song and that became the the Hawks goal song. So there you go. Another Dutch group saying, well, we never got it. So Sony, so we established that <clears throat> the autumn wind is a pirate is the best walk up music. So the White Sox, Gonzo joins me, by the way, he writes for the Sun Times, Associated Press, Baseball America. And by the way, was one of the authors on a book with Steve Stone, Steve Stone being the other author, my game, your way. And what Steve Stone said this week about that that if hustle remains optional, you're going to have a hard time winning ball games. Knowing Steve Stone the way you do, having sat down and written, 
I don't know, probably what looked like a thousand, um, 120,000 words and talking about baseball. What did you make of that? How, how much might that resound with the White Sox team we're watching this year, Gonzo? He was spot on, and I'll tell you why. Because hustle creates a lot of things. It creates a fear in the mind of the defender. You're hitting a routine grounder to the short. Um, and if you're pressing it down the line, pushing it, that defender's got to respect your speed no matter what and, and make the throw. And if he's not cadaisical, uh, either he's going to make an errant, errant throw or you're going to beat the throw. Um, it's important to hustle. And I know people got tired of hearing Joe Madden say respect 90, but it is so true in this day. So true. I mean, even look look at some of, some of the plays yesterday where the balls were hit to Javi Baez, and I'm not trying to pick on him, but he knew he, some, he, could, he could let off some on some of those throws because he knew those guys uh, might have been tender running down the line or just weren't busting it. So um, that's why I think hustling is paramount. The, the kind of teams that hustle, run the bases well, play defense, create – a frustration in opponents. If if you have a quality defensive team, for instance, and we saw it when the Orioles came in and played the White Sox and passed them and remained past them, and what the Orioles did was they caught everything. It wasn't just Cedric Mullins. They were catching everything. They were playing defense. Their pitchers had shorter innings. And suddenly, if you're a batter, we've seen it time and again, you start gripping the bat tight, you start trying to aim things, you're not loose, you're stressed out. Even well-hit balls you think are going to be caught, line drives are going to be caught. You're really second-guessing yourself. Pressure on the bases, you've got to have a clean defensive. The White Sox stink on the bases. They stink defensively. They respond. They're that. They're the poster children for teams that just don't play quality defense or run the bases, those little things, those kind of things that put pressure on the other team. I really am I'm shocked. Tell me whether I should be or not. But I'm really shocked that one of the, that, that it happens under a guy who was brought in to, to make sure that wasn't an issue, that this team reached every bit of its potential. Why am I wrong about that? Or why is this happening? Why is this being allowed to happen? Well... This is just me speaking, and I think if he had healthier options, it might be a time where he, he sits a guy or two. I think that's that might be part of it, but it's only part of it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm alarmed. Um, I wouldn't put it all on the coaching staff because these guys have to figure out as well. There's only so much a coaching staff can tell these guys, and I agree 100% with what Bruce was saying earlier uh, a few hours ago about accountability and all that and, and – playing smart, playing with a, a sense of urgency and not letting off the gas. And I think, we, you know, fundamentals are fundamentals. You're expected to make these plays, and if you do, everything takes care of itself. You're in every game, every play, uh, every inning. And it's just been alarming. And and so I, I, I don't know what the answer is other than these guys got to figure it out at this point. I mean, we got, like, what, 49 games left? And – that's enough to figure it out. Now, whether you you make up the difference, I don't know at this point. My guest is Mark Gonzalez. He is my deluxe baseball guest. He writes for the Sun-Times, Associated Press, Baseball America. 
So I was earlier, earlier I was talking about comments by Johnny Cueto, which struck me as similar to what Dallas Keuchel said a couple of years ago. So you got pitchers from winning teams saying it. You've been in enough dressing rooms that a pitcher and a position player are different in what they say, what they can say, how they say it, how they lead, what they can do. And I know a lot of people want to point to, well, John Lester came in and he was, he, he was the rare exception to that as the pitcher. But really, that was David Ross, who was the sergeant at arms. And he was there because of John Lester, I think. I, I, what is, share with the class or explain your experience and the sensibilities of a pitcher saying what Johnny Cueto said. And let's say if it were, a, if they had a, the Sox had a Buster Posey or a Yadier Molina, somebody of that level. I think John Lester was a guy that knew when to say things at the right time. And I remember after the 2018 wild card uh, loss, he had mentioned that uh, maybe this has served as a wake up call that sometimes you got to get a certain part of your body kicked in the dirt and all that. And it, it, it said the right thing. It just, it should have woke up this team more than talking about the Cubs. Uh, in the case of the White Sox, I thought uh, Johnny uh, is spot on. The, the issue is, um, you know, different personalities. You're only going to get certain guys that, that feel the need to speak up now and then. Uh, and you look at the roster right now, Anderson's on the IL. Um, you know, a brace and well, I can, you know, take care of myself. Da, da, da. I got I to gotta push hard. And, and the guy's credit, I saw him yesterday running sprints at 2 p.m. for a 6-15 game. He's getting after taking care of his own business. But whether he feels the need as a push guys, I, I, I'm not sure. So, um, it depends. It depends on the person, but also getting back to your point. Yes, a position player probably carries more weight because he's out there all the time. Mark Gonzalez is my guest. He is a deluxe baseball expert. You can read him in the Sun Times on AP Baseball America. The other side of town. It. Tom Ricketts used to be a guy who was out front and talking to you. Now he's issuing statements. So the statement that he was issuing, in in response to came at the time of the Field of Dreams game. Quote, I'll be the first to acknowledge this is not the type of baseball Cub fans deserve. Our decision last year to move move away from Cubs players who brought us a World Series title was tough, but we have a plan to return to championship contention by building the next great Cubs team around a young core of players augmented by free agent signings, and we're making progress. Well, Cub fans didn't deserve this, but Ricketts started it by claiming biblical losses, and then Jed Hoyer trades a Cy Young contender because of money. So whatever's right or wrong has happened. Evaluate the state of the Cubs, and what would be your your time frame? What would be the highlights before that next great Cubs team? How long will it take? What are the landmarks along the way for you at this point, Mark? Well, I, I wouldn't put the champagne on ice right now. I mean, let's, let's face it. I mean, every, everybody's excited about the prospects, and yeah, they haven't from uh, that area. But as Jed Hoyer said, they don't have those impact high ceiling prospects yet. Now, maybe they do, or maybe they figure these guys we have in the system are very, very, very good players, but the impact guys will be in the free agent market. Let's see if they go down that route. I know fans are skeptical. They have every right to be, given the money they've spent in the past and, and what they didn't spend in the offseason. But, you know, I, 
I wrote a column in Open Letter to Tom last September about how about addressing the fans before the last home game and, and mapping out your plan without getting into too much detail so other teams can figure out what you're doing and just convey that message well. I'm, I'm very curious as to why he spoke, uh, decided to do this now. No, no offense to Jesse Rogers. Good job there. But I'm very curious about the timing, especially since now there's, the trading deadline has passed and there's so much hype among, among the uh, prospect mavens, the prospect voyeurs. Uh, just can't get enough of, of what they've done in the farm system or what they hope to see crystallized in the future. Uh, having said all that, I, I would think that we're probably looking at the end of 2024, 2025 as a realistic shot because people forget, you know, that the Cardinals are, are well-stocked. The Pirates have a very, very good farm system. Now, they've, they've always been the Pirates and found a way to lose when it counts, but they're definitely stacked. And then the Reds have a few power pitchers, so don't count them out. So um, sometimes you got to look around and see where you stand. Just not look at yourself. But they are addressing the one area, and that's within. They got to need to get better, and I think they're making steps toward that in the farm system. So you're not suffering from ringworm, are you? Because I'd hate for you to fail a <laughs> steroid <laughs> test, are you? Mark, Gonzale- Mark Gonzalez, the choice. Remember, death is not an option. Fernando Tatis's ringworm or Manny Fernandez's female fertility drug? <laughs> Which one, dude? Man, Manny, Manny Fernandez's or Manny Ramirez? Manny Ramirez, yeah. Manny, well, I don't know. Manny Fernandez, you never know. Manny, Manny Ramirez, yeah. It's just... The excuses they come up with. This is this is the is this the best I heard? Is this the best you've heard? Yeah, I, I think so. It's that that one's hard to top, and it's a black eye for baseball, especially since uh, all the hype over another successful Field of Dreams game, and then uh, this happens. Uh, not not good for the game. Did do you think the Padres knew this was happening, and therefore were greater had greater motivation to make the Soto deal? Or do um, teams I, I, not? I'm, I'm not sure they, they knew, but I'm sure that you know the player knew because there's an appeal process and all that. Uh, I know Jed, excuse me, Trailer, uh, their GM is very very aggressive, so um, I could see him going for Soto even if he didn't know uh, what was coming down the, the trail with, with Tatis. All right, so let's just let never let it be said, James Shields. Never failed a ringworm test. I just want that, <laughs> put that out. Gonzo, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Hey, one quick one. Who had the yeah. first walk-up music in history? The first walk-up music. Wow, what a really good question. First walk-up music in history. Dave, ha- Dave Hostetler, Texas Rangers. You know what the song was? But The theme from Bonanza. Did he really? When was that? Yeah. And yes, how and how did he get someone to play it? What what was the story uh, with that? The former SC guy, right, Dave Hostetler? Yeah, good guy, good guy. Met him in in 2018 at the Texas USC football game. But anyway, um, the music mixer at Arlington Stadium just figured it was a cute tune and, and it carried on. Of course, he's playing Bonanza in Texas. That is just well, great. Thanks, uh, Gonzo. All right, take care. Thanks. All right, Mark Gonzalez, Sun Times Associated Press. Baseball America, and the Savant. There you go. I didn't know. Look at that. We we take it for granted. Walk-up music. And Gonzo's there with the source with Patient Zero, right? 
Dave Hostetler, Hostetler for the, playing for the Rangers, and he's playing the theme from Bonanza. Of course he is. Uh, anyways, last week I, I said a lot of things about Vince Scully, and I want to return to that, but I want to localize it. It's really important to, to do that, and I want to show you what we're talking about because there was a local team that just... You can't fix stupid, but I'm going to rail against it anyways. I'm going to rail against that organization. I'm Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. My all-time baseball idol, Vince Scully, calling <clears throat> Perfect Game by Sandy Koufax with the line that, I don't know, keeps running through my head, two and two to Harvey Keen. And then you heard what Vinny said. And <clears throat> number 715 by Hank Aaron, calling that. And as we came into this, Sean Sears, Sean, why don't you tell me what you, why don't you tell the class? Oh boy. Staying on brand with Saturday Suckage. Tell them what you told me as we were going to come back from break with. Oh, man. They're probably going to make me not be able to produce hit and run anymore. But I said, <laughs> I told you the Kirk Gibson home run was a Mike Schmidt home run. <laughs> yeah. This is Vince Scully calling the Mike Schmidt home run. Which, which home run is that? Right. Okay. I'm that sure he's called one, but that was obviously not the the the, the clip. The, the I was one in question. Out. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm going to thank all of you who had so many nice things to say last week as I shared my tribute to Vince Scully. I mean, it was personal. Like I said, he was my idol. It, his death was personal. Uh, I just wanted to get through it. <clears throat> I had stories I wanted to tell. I wanted to provide some context, how great he was, what he meant to me. I I wanted to do it without <clears throat> choking up, and I nearly got there. And I want to thank all of you Saturday suckageers who reached out, the text line or Twitter, and some even in person, to comment that you appreciated it. Thanks. Right back at you. I'm bringing up Vin again. Not because he's my idol, but to make another point, and, and this one is local, and this one is topical. This one comes the week that Eddie Olchuk announced is announced as part of the Seattle Kraken's broadcast team. A second-year franchise just pantsed one of the original six teams. Now, the Kraken could not have done it without the standard self-inflicted wound thanks to the, the, the local shitty club is known for. And this is not, you know, this, the, the idea of the sins of the father being a visit of, upon the son. But this is more like the failings of the son mirror those 
of the father. Rocky stood by and let the face of the franchise race across the country. Never should have happened. I mean, there's a cluelessness to what that organization let happen with Eddie Olchuk. We had I had Jay Jay Zawoski on three weeks ago, I think it was, and he said that this is another example where the Blackhawks need a vice president in charge of the hell are we doing here? And he's so right. This was one of those examples. Rocky Wirtz let happen what no businessman, no modern business would would ever advocate. It's it's lunacy. It's idiocy. Again, back to Vince Scully. He was Dodger broadcaster for 67 years. The Dodgers moved from Brooklyn to L.A. in 58. He was there in L.A. from 58 until he retired in 2016. He was was the face of that organization. He was whatever. Koufax and Drysdale, Garvey and Say, Lasorda, Gibson, Hershiser, Kershaw. Doesn't matter who played. It was always Vince Scully. He was there the whole time. He was the face and the voice of the franchise. He was credibility. This local hockey organization needs credibility. More than anything else right now, it needs credibility. You've got the depraved story of Kyle Beach and how the highest-ranking Hawks wonks all of them, parents, decided to sit on one of their coaches' sexual abuse of a young man because winning a title was more important than human decency, moral decency. And then you watch Rocky pay for an investigation into all of this, which immediately, in my world, blew up Rocky's credibility. The guy paying the bill received no blame. Imagine that. What were the odds, huh? And then, shortly after, a month after, two months after, whatever it was, there was a town hall. Rocky explodes at the Tribune's Phil Thompson and Mark Lazarus of The Athletic when they questioned him about that investigation. He looked every bit as guilty, ignorant, bereft of human decency as what was unveiled in the investigation. And it showed the Hawks had made no progress. That organization had made no progress despite what it said it was going to do when the guy at the top doesn't believe there's room for remorse, humility, and the patience to continue to respond to questions about that. There always seemed to be new New pieces of news coming out, unflattering as they may be. Well, you have no credibility if the guy at the top can't do anything and you have nobody standing out front for you. And then this local pickup team on ice tortures its roster, tries to figure out how it can make Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane ask for trades. And they set about becoming as bad as possible, you know, which is achievable. Talking about one goal. And so, let's put this all together. When you suck at hockey, and you're a hockey team, 
and you suck at human decency, you had better have someone out front to make it better. Someone out front, out front to make it sound optimistic, to make it less bad, to polish the road apple. What you need is an ambassador. You need credibility. And the one, that last one bit of Hawk's credibility just flew first class to Seattle. It is mind-boggling that this could happen. It's mind-boggling that it could, that, that a hockey organization would make a money play out of this. When you don't realize how deeply you, how much you suck in terms of being a human and in terms of being a hockey team, in terms of being a form of entertainment, in terms of justifying anybody to pay you cash money. The Dodgers weren't always good in all the years that Vin Scully was there, but Vin Scully was there. There was a there was credibility in Vinny's voice, Vinny's descriptions. He didn't have to alibi. He could explain. Eddie Olchek was the perfect guy to tell Hawks fans. Given He's a Chicagoan. He played for the Blackhawks. He played again for the Blackhawks. He was a local voice. He was a national voice. He was respected. He still is all of that. He was the guy. He's the most important guy. Was the most important guy the most important guy in that franchise because he could have been out front. He could have told you how this was going to go, who's looking good, why they're looking good, what you could be hopeful for. You'd have to read between the lines about what you wouldn't be. But that's your job to be educated too. And the Hawks don't realize this. They're going to, maybe they thought a clean sweep was a really good idea. They don't know what they're doing, which is a familiar refrain for that organization. They let a man with credibility, they let a man who could talk to fans, they let a guy who could be a liaison between that team sucking and you guys willing to watch or pay money or show up in person to... to ex it's a lot of time invested to show up at the United Center on a weekday night. And then do it the next, get up the next morning, go to work, whatever you got to do. And you're spending money. It's not cheap. And there was somebody in that organization who could have made it a lot better. The Hawks didn't realize it, didn't respect it. And they've given you very little reason to trust anything else along the way. I just, I, 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 I'm just stunned. And for me, this ties in with Vince Scully. It's about what an, what the voice of an organization, what the voice does for you, somebody up front. Steve Stone has been a very important member and a very important part, a terrific ambassador for the White Sox in finding whatever, whether you disagree with him, whether you agree with him, whether you want to soak in his knowledge or not. And he wasn't jumping off in May and June. He was telling you why this could be better, what to look for, what could happen. And now he's talking about hustle optional. You're not going to win many games. It's going to be tough to win games when hustle's optional. 
and he's doing it at Steve Stone's pace. Given his expertise, his experience, you take it for what it is, and you believe it's the right. It's the right time. It's it, it's right for Steve Stone. There's a good chance it's exactly the right time. He has that credibility. He's representing the organization, and he's giving Sox fans a heads up. This is this is hustle. Now, who you want to blame that on? Or how much you want to you blame it on everybody and you start dividing it up and, and accounting for degrees and percentages. Well, you do that. Steve will do that. That's what an announcer does for you. And I love hockey. I just hate what Rocky Wirtz and his people have done to it. I'm Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage. Thanks for listening. I, I don't know. We'll do something. You know what? We need some music. We need legendary music. There's a legendary band played with a legendary TV show and had and this comes a year after some thoughts about baseball. I'll make it make sense and we'll get an update on the Bears sometime in the next hour. Thanks for listening to Saturday's second Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.